This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode number 334. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. I am also joined here by Dave. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. Dave, how are you doing? You know people come to me and they say... Who are you and why are you here? And I say, listen up and let me your ear. I am. See, it doesn't Dave. work. That doesn't work like that. All right, so how does it go? And it's not like, how does it go? It's just you, you specifically, like when you, you can't think like that, it's not like a thing. It just doesn't happen. Oh, I didn't think about that. Trust me. Whoever thought of that definitely didn't think either. But um, somebody <laughs> on Somebody recently on wrestling said... Listen up and lend me your ear, I feel like, too. <laughs> On WWE. Posers. Something sounded like similar to my intro. All of them, posers. But how, how are you? Wrong. I'm doing good. I'm doing very good. Uh, yeah, no complaints over here. How's everything with you going? Uh, it's going. It's going uh, pretty awesome as always. Yeah, it's the summer. Yeah, it's officially the summer. I think it was officially the summer last week too, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I'm not too sure. <laughs> it was because the 23rd. Yeah, summer happened officially on the 22nd this year. Yeah, or the 21st. I can't remember. Who can keep up yeah. with seasons? But did you do anything exciting this week? Um, exciting this week. Uh, yeah. My girlfriend, uh, we hung out over at her place because her family came down from uh, Canada and Maine. So got to hang out with them for a bit, get to know them. We roasted some s'mores, uh, made some s'mores. Um, you, make, and you make s'mores the typical way? or I'm not too sure what the typical way is. Well, I mean, I, I did it two different ways. First way, I roasted the marshmallow. And then I put it on the graham cracker with the chocolate, sealed the deal. And then the other way I tried it was I actually put the chocolate inside of the middle of the marshmallow. And then I put it over the fire. And then I put that onto the graham cracker. So So you know that way is not the typical way. The second way? Yeah. Yes. But the first way is. Yeah. So yeah. you do know the difference. Of course. And it's funny, like I'm not I'm not a big s'mores guy. I don't I guess like I don't I don't really like the graham cracker. I don't really like marshmallows. I love graham cracker and marshmallows and chocolate, but like after I had two or three of them, I just started roasting the marsh just the marshmallows. And eating the, just the marshmallows after that. Yeah, I found those, those myself. Are, that's good. I find myself when people are around me making s'mores. I find myself just eating the Hershey's. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. I don't. I don't want marshmallow and graham cracker. It's too. How do you eat a? How do you eat a s'mores? It's too messy. It does make a mess. Yeah. So. Oh. I, I enjoy roasting marshmallows over an open flame, but 
Mm -hmm. I don't enjoy anything else that comes after that. Um, I don't know. I think it's all good. Let's see. Besides all of that, the roasting of the marshmallows was awesome. Um, yeah, not too sure. What about you? How was your week? It was good. I did not really do anything. I went on Saturday, I think, with my dad. We looked at a bunch of, like, mansions. Oh, all right. Looking for the next purchase? Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dude, the, I don't understand. And it's, like, all on Long Island, too. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was called Brookville. Okay. I think that's where J-Lo and Mark Anthony apparently had a house. Ah. But it's like these houses are insanely big. Like I don't Fancy. know how, like where do these what do these people do to have a house that big? I guess make uh music. I mean obviously yeah, if, if <laughs> they had their house there then. There was mm-hmm. this one house that they had like a gatehouse mm-hmm. with all you saw was the long driveway. You didn't even see the house. There was another house that had a playground. Like what? Yeah, some of these places are just insane. Yeah. It's, it's really cool what they come up with, you know? Cool, but, like, it's like, damn. <laughs> yeah, I know. If only. Yeah. If only. Um, oh, we went to uh, this place called Druthers up here. Uh, it's pretty much they are attached to their own brewery. And that was really good. Got this, what was it, a chicken, chicken uh, cordon bleu uh, burger. That was really good. But it was like uh, the chicken patty was stuffed with Swiss cheese. Right. And it was delicious. It was delicious. And then Erica got this loaded uh, mac and cheese, which is like chicken, ranch, and a bunch of other stuff. I don't don't think I'm a fan of the chicken like that. I thought it was delicious, you know? And it was on the, the... the bun was perfect. What I really liked about it was when you took a bite of it, it didn't go all over your all over your face. Like I, I hate. I know we spoke about it on the podcast before, but I hate it when you eat. Everyone wants to load up their burgers now, and it's so difficult to take a uh, just even a bite of the burger because it's just so huge you can't even fit your mouth around it. And I'm I don't like it when you bite into it and then it just comes out starts to just leak out of all sides all over your hands and the plate and this burger had was nothing like that and it was delicious I'm, plus, I the just, beer, plus I, the beer is really good there I just don't like the the idea of stuffing chicken uh-huh I don't like why I just I don't know I just want normal slices of chicken and if I'm huh. gonna if I'm gonna have cheese on it I want it on it and not in it Mm-hmm. There was ham inside too, no? Inside the chicken? Yeah, uh, no. They had slices of ham outside of the chicken. Oh. Like it was on, on top of it, you know? Like it was bun, the aioli and stuff, whatever. They had like their special aioli sauce. Uh, then you had the patty, then you had the ham, and then the other bun. And it was perfect size. Yeah. Because I, I think, I'm pretty sure a standard. Chicken cordon bleu is chicken with ham and Swiss cheese inside. Yeah. But that's not, I don't want that. 
you know, it I thought it was it was perfect, you know. But it's funny, I had I mean, I tried to make hamburgers this week. Uh-huh. Um, what do you mean you tried? Like from uh, I tried two dif- well, two different times. I had turkey meat to use. So I put I had like I did the turkey with like parsley, um onion powder, garlic powder. Uh-huh. All that stuff. And uh, I tr- I was gonna make it in the air fryer. All right, you've been hooked on this air fryer. Yeah, because it's like blows my mind every single time. But uh, it just it wasn't coming out. It was like just still like too. It was just raw. Okay. So I moved it from the air fryer, and then I put it on a baking sheet and just spread it all out into a giant square. Mm-hmm. Made it, and then uh, I was able to cut my own square hamburgers from it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good. It was okay. But the other time, it, we had beef. We had ground beef. Gonna make it. Uh. Where's the beef? Am I right? Put, put the, put the hamburgers inside the air fryer. And it started to smoke heavily. Wow. I guess. What learned caused lesson, this smoking? Uh, probably the high fat content. Okay. So you learn not to... Maybe not to do that next time. Hmm. It was like yeah. it was like it was like a lot of smoke at first, and I told my mom I was like I'm pretty sure we should shut this off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like there's smoke all over the house. I don't know how the smoke alarm wasn't going off. Yeah. And uh, so I went upstairs to look to see if there was smoke upstairs at all to see if it like went up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there wasn't, and as soon as I got up the steps, the the smoke the smoke alarm started going off. Oh, yeah. So had to stop doing that, and then then I was like, why don't we just plug it in outside and do it? Because the smoke mm-hmm. could just go everywhere. Who cares where it goes? Yeah. But, uh, she ended up she ended up making it. She opened up the the, the sliding door and put it on a table, so like the smoke would blow out. Uh-huh. But the smoke was still coming into the house, so I set up a fan <laughs> to blow the smoke outside. Smart move. But it was still, it was really smoky. Mm-hmm. So, don't do that. Don't, All right. Yeah. You need a lower lower fat content, I guess. Interesting. But I still, I continue to be blown away with that machine. I still really don't know what you're looking at with it. You know? I, mean, I, I don't know what to... I've never. I don't know if I've seen one. Um, I don't, you could just Google a picture. It, it, yeah. I guess it, it works from. There's like a, a a coil that heats up and it fans, mm-hmm. so it like rotates it around. Gotcha. So, um, um, I'll check it out. Yeah. Well, but we have a we have a t-shirt sale coming up next week, starting on the sixth of July from Pro Wrestling Tees. That's next Thursday. Starting at 1 p.m. Eastern time, it runs to July 10th. 1 p.m. Eastern time. I don't know yep. what I don't know what it's going to be, but I know that there will be a sale for pro wrestling tees that week. Yeah, so please uh, go out and purchase your marking out t-shirts and uh, support other shops that are out there as well. Yeah, um, prowrestlingtees.com/slash/marking-out is where you can find our merch and dice. Yeah, we greatly appreciate everything. Hands on the merchandise, you know what I mean? Well, <laughs> well, let's get on to some 
pro wrestling talk and talk about some outside the ring news. Um, Jim Ross and Lita, they've been announced to be part of the commentary team of the May Young Classic. Uh, we briefly spoke about this in the past, I believe, as rumors with Lita, but what's your take on this commentary team? Uh, I still, I have yet, I, I'm, I'll have to, obviously we're going to have to deal with it. Yeah. But we said it the last time, we don't know how Lita will be. Yeah, I've, I've never been that great of a fan of her on commentary, so I guess we're just going to find out. Yeah. But in relations to the Mae Young Classic, we have a few more names announced for it. Uh, one being Evie, who's now going to be using the name Dakota Kai, which I don't really like the name because it reminds me of the Cobra Kai. Okay. So... That's mm-hmm. that. But uh, it's awesome that she's announced for it. They also have Kyrie Hojo, who's now going to be Kyrie Sane. Uh, she's going to be in the tournament. And then they also announced. Yeah. What? Were you going to say something? No, I was going to say they uh, aired a little video for her on the Japan tour. Yes, they did. Uh, teasing that. And then they announced Bianca Belair, who was Bianca Blair. I don't understand why they changed that name. Nah. I would rather call her Bianca Blair. But mm-hmm. and then uh, Piper Niven, who was uh, Viper on the independent circuit over in the UK. Yeah, so already we're starting to hear a lot of uh, fam- a lot more familiar names and everything like that, and it's starting to shape up. We're starting to see the commentary team, and everything's starting to come together, and it's very intriguing, very uh, exciting to see this break down. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just uh, uh, some more name ta- no- name changes happening in WWE. Um, Andrea, who was Rosie Ladalove in TNA, is going to be going as Sage Miller. I thought she already had a name given to her. Uh, yeah, it was Andrea. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And then Gunner made his NXT debut at a house show this past week. Yeah, very uh, quietly making his debut. His debut, a uh, new uh, haircut. Yeah. Sporting a new look. Doesn't have long hair anymore. He's got the short hair. Very excited to see what goes up, uh, what's going to happen with him. He's going under his real name. Which is... So, which is huh? what? What is his real name? Chad Lale. Oh. Uh, good old Chad over there. Um, yeah, and also on other notes, uh, Bobby Fish, he made his NXT debut as well. Uh, so we're starting to see a lot of these signees that we've been hearing about for the past, over the past month or two starting to show up slowly. And it's, it's, it's exciting. It's an exciting time to watch NXT and be a fan of this product. And especially if you get the chance to go see them live, it's just, they make it a lot of fun. You know, it's, it's, it's always a kind of like a revolving door. So you, it doesn't really get too stale. And if it does, it doesn't last too long. That staleness. Yeah. They also, uh, there's some rumors going around that Tyson Kidd will be returning to television under the Total Divas TV show. Mm -hmm. And it's also being rumored that he's going to be a producer or an agent backstage for WWE. It's really cool and nice to see that they're uh, working with him, you know? Yeah. 
It's a shame um, that he wasn't on last season of Total Divas. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a shame that he's in this position, yeah. uh, period. Uh, it's also being reported that Paige will not be returning for Total Divas, and Carmella has been added. So, interesting there. Are you excited for that little switcheroo? Like, does that mean Big Cass is there? Yeah, I would assume that includes Big Cass. Hmm. Or is and it Ellsworth? Guess, <laughs> yeah, right? Dude, Ellsworth is with her more than Big Cass. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure we see Ellsworth. I'm sure we see, get our fair share of the both. That's like, funny. she's around the TV shows. I'm sure she's going to be with Ellsworth. But then when she's outside in, in her everyday life, I'm sure we're going to see the, uh, her and Cass together or FaceTiming or Skyping or whatever they show, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, talking about developmental and everything like that, uh, the Tough Enough, which pretty much started the developmental scene for WWE, uh, where a lot of people got their uh, names. Um, Matt Capitelli, unfortunately, he underwent surgery to remove another brain tumor, uh, which he had previously removed 10 years ago. Um, very... Very unfortunate news. Um, Hopefully, I presume that everything went well. And we will keep you updated on his uh, health status. But, yeah, what else can we say about that? It's a shame that he had to go through all of that. Yeah, it's really upsetting and sad that, I mean, he's, he's been fighting for a long time, too. Yeah. So... Um, also, let's see, scroll a little bit. Um, it's been rumored that the Colognes have asked for their WWE release. Epico has shirts on sale of ProWrestlingTees.com, where also Marking Out has shirts, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking Out. Um, now were they granted the release too? I have no idea. It was just, I just saw, I mean, everyone on Twitter is talking about it. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's confirmed. I'm sure it's not going to be confirmed until WWE posts about it, which I don't think they did. Well, I am very happy about this. But that could also just be rumors anyway. It could be. I mean, yes, Epico does have the t-shirt store, but that could still just be... I mean, Chris Jericho has a t-shirt store. There are people in WWE still that have... Well, I feel like the people in WWE that still have shops are a little bit more prominent than the Colognes. I believe Tony Nese still has a shop. Prominent dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, so I think Goldust and a few other people too. But even still, I'm actually happy about their uh, asking to be released and everything. If it's I, true. What, if it's true. I, wanted, I would rather see them on the independent scene, see what they can do there as opposed to on WWE I... where they're just doing nothing. I don't I mean, know. They, I don't know if they would. I mean, they have a promotion in Puerto Rico for them to. Exactly. Realistically, they're going to go work for their own promotion, and that's going to be that. May be that. But I mean, there are, there's of, probably a lot of money for them, though. I mean, Carlito definitely cleaned up. He definitely made money from the independent scene. Did he? A hundred percent. I mean, if he's still being booked for like House of Hardcore and stuff. A hundred percent. That's cool. Um, yeah, but I haven't been a fan of them for a long time. The most that they I saw potential was where they started to change that gimmick a little bit away from the entire by our 
by our um, timeshare time and the shining stars of the Caribbean. Yeah, the shining stars. Yeah. When they were moving away from that, they had potential, but then they started losing every match. I, I think, yeah, WWE dropped the ball big time. They made it a huge deal when they came over to SmackDown in the supplemental, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Whatever it was, the superstar shakeup. And then they just went on to lose and lose and lose. Yeah, so to be realistic, I'm not upset by this. I welcome this, and I'm okay with this. Now, a lot of people are going to say that the, it's just another tag team that reduces the SmackDown roster. But I think the SmackDown roster for tag teams, I think if you want to shake it up right now, add a tag team, it needs a big tag team. I would say either add that guy from NXT, Lars, toss him with someone to be on, on SmackDown, toss Heavy Machinery, or have Authors of Pain drop the titles to Heavy Machinery or another tag team and bring up Authors of Pain to SmackDown. Well, yes, I know they, that we always talk about Authors of Pain being green or still appearing as green on from time to time. But I think to have a, a large presence of a tag team is something that SmackDown really doesn't have. I mean, on Monday Night Raw, you have a lot of big men, especially like Braun Strowman. But on SmackDown, really don't have that large character. The biggest character you have is Baron Corbin. And I think to have a super powerful tag team would really help that tag team division. That's something that they haven't had over there in a long time. Yeah. What were you going to say about Authors of Pain? They have their their title defense July 12th on NXT against Heavy Machinery. Yeah. Um, hopefully, I mean, hopefully, I could, hopefully they drop the title soon and they get brought up because I really do want to see a large tag team on SmackDown. I think that would be a lot of fun to watch, and that tosses in something different against the Usos, against Hypros, against New Day that we haven't seen, uh, especially on on uh, SmackDown. You know? Yeah, uh, but just in regards, what? Yeah. Do have, what do you? No. What do you want to say? No, I was going to say on the other ter- on the other hand, it also opens up the opportunity for American Alpha to move off of that the pre-show on their island. Yeah, where. Yeah, I mean, I still... I thought, I thought for sure Jason Jordan would have been wrestling Kevin Owens this week. You know, I, I I, don't see the notes, but I think we mentioned it last week. But with Shelton Benjamin, he talks to return. I would love to see him return and align himself with American Alpha as that Kurt Angle role that Kurt Angle had with uh, World's Greatest Tag Team. Yeah, I think that that would be such a phenomenal role for Shelton Benjamin to have and i think that yeah a lot of people are going to complain saying that oh we've seen this already it's just the same gimmick and same whatever like singlets yada 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 but i think that could really work well and i think that's going to really that could really give them a nice spot on smackdown yeah and i don't i mean kurt angle wrestled in a singlet i don't think shelton benjamin needs to though i think he's already i mean we've already seen him established without the singlet so uh-huh. I think however he returns is fine. But in regards to Primo and Epico, uh-huh. I Sorry. just yeah. I just hope for WW2K18 that they are in it as Primo and Epico. And, like, not Los Matadores. Mm-hmm. Well, they so, haven't been Los Matadores in a right, long time. But that's something that I could see. Like, last year's Undertaker was not even... It was from, like, two years ago. Uh-huh. It wasn't updated, so like here and there they do some things like that. 
Yeah, it makes you wonder. Yeah. But, hey, man, they announced, uh, well, I mean, they didn't. They weren't going to, I don't believe. Kurt Angle jumped the gun, maybe, perhaps, mm-hmm. and announced that he is officially the pre-order bonus for WWE 2K18. That's really cool. And they have a trailer coming July 16th on, uh, I guess, maybe during Monday Night Raw, probably hours before it, but... Uh-huh. And they announced you get two different characters, one being the American hero, which they didn't announce what that means. Um, people are speculating that it's with hair, like his debut look. That would be cool. Uh, but then his render itself is a team angle attire. So I don't know. And then they like the, the one that I know officially is the ECW wrestling machine. That, I'm hoping, is the black singlet with the red stripes and everything. With his he, uh, mouth he, guard? Yeah, that he wore with ECW, obviously. So I'm looking forward to Kurt Angle in general in the game. Hopefully this leaves it open for World's Greatest Tag Team to, to make it in somehow. Hopefully with, uh, I hope there is a Hall of Fame showcase. Mm-hmm. And with that, I would hope for... Uh, whatever version of Kurt Angle is not represented in the game with the pre-order bonus, that that gets in there. Mm. And I'm hoping we now, get to see Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin make their returns to a WWE video game as well. Because it's been now, it's been probably over ten years for Kurt Angle. Uh huh. From being in the game, so. Yeah. Now, do you think that this is in relation to that? Uh, note that uh, talking back and forth with Corey Graves with the announcement of him being a, a pre-order. I saw people like saying that, but I don't know like how – I don't see how that would fit. How would that like destroy him? Maybe because – I don't know. I can see them being like having the, him listed as an active wrestler on the roster – and his inclusion in the video game. And how it's like, hey, I, I saw your I saw your stats, and it's and I saw everything associated with you in two K eighteen. It says you're on the active ro- the wrestling roster. Yeah, watch. He's like, yeah, <laughs> he signed he signed a uh, active roster contract instead of a contract allowing him to be a a GM. So because of that, he has to step down as GM because he's not signed on for that kind of a role. You brainwashed Vince McMahon to, to give you this position. Right. But like, I don't think – that doesn't make sense to me at all if they did that. I, I feel like that would be an annoying way to get out of all of it. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. And I guess we'll still see a showcase maybe announcement. Mm-hmm. Maybe that will happen in August. Last week I speculated that we'll find out the pre-order bonus in August. We found out today, yesterday, I mean, or two days ago, or, you know, yesterday. Yeah. So it's awesome. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. Uh, something that's not too fun, uh, Vince Russo, he's not going to be playing in the video game, taking on uh, Jim Cornette at all, because he got a restraining order for uh, good old Jim Cornette. So, yeah, all of that talk. What, a few weeks ago about, you want to meet me anywhere, we can fight, yada, yada, yada. And he got a restraining order. So, 
Yeah. Which it's like listening to Jim Cornette like break everything down. Little kids. About this. It's so funny. It's so funny. He's like, Vince Russo felt threatened, and I've never even stepped foot in the state that he lives in. Or something like that. And he goes, I didn't have Vince Russo's phone number until last week. <laughs> it's like this, like, I don't know. It's like, he said that when uh, an officer knocks on his door or whatever and goes, are you Jim Cornette? He goes, yeah. He's like, oh, God, who died or whatever. Something's going through his head. He goes, do you know Vince Russo? You have a restraining order against you from Vince Russo. <laughs> <laughs> he said that he starts hysterically laughing, calls his wife into the room, has them repeat it or whatever, or he he tells her, and then they both are standing in front of a police officer and they're just laughing that they were have a restraining order against them from Vince Russo. Yeah, it's like that's, very senile, you know. I don't know if it's like, senile, but I mean, definitely delusional. That Vince Russo got the restraining order considering that he was primarily engaging right i i would say so they went back and forth i think it's bogus regardless because that's one uh prowrestlingtees.com slash mark and out yeah they're not little kids yeah i don't know just stupid i don't know why he felt threatened grow up i don't know why uh vince russo felt threatened against him but grow up yeah yeah, um, Bram. He was injured on the on an Impact Wrestling event in Rome, uh, Italy. Impact. Which, yeah, no. Which what? It wasn't it just a regular event? He doesn't. Work oh, for TNA. yeah, no, it was a regular event. Or no, it he was does a regular work for event. TNA. What? I said he doesn't work for TNA, and then I said no, he does work for TNA. Yeah, he does. Right, but it was just a regular. Yeah, it was just a normal event, but he did get injured, required surgery uh, overseas. Uh, any idea what he got injured? What he hurt? I don't know. Yeah, not to haven't really he seen wasn't, much. He him. wasn't really able to like update people because the he didn't have like internet or anything. Nah. Well, hopefully all is well. Uh, I think I, I'm pretty sure he'll he'll be good to go for in two weeks or something. Yeah, definitely wish him a speedy recovery though. Yeah. But speaking of Impact Wrestling, they acquired Global Force Wrestling this week. So. Interesting. Yeah. But I guess you had to assume that with Jeff Jarrett's role now. Yeah. But, like, now does, like, the Global Force roster, will that, like... I know they already incorporated a bunch of them. I don't even think they have a roster that's not TNA. Well, I mean, there are people who were part of Global Force Wrestling that wasn't specifically in Impact. But I don't know if they're going to have more people. I I would assume it's just the they didn't take on the contracts, but just the acquisition uh, acquiring of the promotion itself. But I mean, Global Force Wrestling was really all that much beforehand. I don't think that nothing's going to change. Yeah, I don't. I don't see many, many things. Yeah. Changing. Um, I don't think anything's going to change with that at all. Uh, Penta L Zero Miedo. Uh, he was robbed robbed at gunpoint this week. He was in an Uber car and he was on the way to the airport. Three men pulled up on motorcycles with guns. They stole his backpack, which contained all of his wrestling gear, cell phone, 
uh, wallet, everything like that. Very unfortunate event. I know he had to cancel a lot of uh, um, events, um, but just really stinks, you know. It's like I don't, I don't know. I I still don't understand crime. Yeah, I don't know how people do that stuff. I don't. Crime doesn't pay people. Although apparently in this case it did. Crime does not pay. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Well, that is some outside the news. Let's talk about some independent wrestling. On the twenty third, Ring of Honor best in the world, Lowell, Massachusetts. You had Chris Wolf team up with Sumi Sakai, who has a new Twitter account. Uh, I believe it's at Sumi Sakai. Uh, I'll confirm that a little bit later on. Huh? Uh, they defeated Deanna Perrazzo and Mandy Leone. Yeah, and uh, under CMLL rules, they had a tag team match. El Terrible and Ultimo Guerrero teamed up to defeat the Kingdom. Yeah, you had a strap match. Kazarian defeated Hangman Page. Uh, a losing unit must disband eight-man tag team match. You had Search and Destroy defeat the Rebellion. So Caprice Coleman, Kenny King, who, by the way, got eliminated from the Bachelorette, Rhett Titus and Shane Taylor, they got to disband. They can no longer be the Rebellion. Yeah. Uh, Jay Lethal defeated Silas Young. And for the Ring of Honor World Six. Man, Tag Team Championships, Bully Ray and the Briscoes, former champions now, losing efforts to Dalton Castle and the boys. Yeah, I believe this is Dalton Castle's first uh, title win over in Ring of Bonner after all the time that he's put in with them. Yeah, you dangle WWE in their face to give you a title. Yeah, so congratulations to Dalton Castle and the boys on that, uh, that victory. Yeah. Uh, TV title was on the line. Kushida successfully defended against Marty Skrull in their little rematch. Yeah, I thought you had more to say about that. No, nothing at all. The Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships were defended in a Tornado three-way match. Uh, the Young Bucks champions successfully retaining against the Best Friends and War Machine. Yeah, you had the Ring of, uh, Ring of Honor World title on the line. Cody... Becoming the new Ring of Honor champion, defeating Christopher Daniels. So congratulations to Cody as well. A huge, huge event for a lot of these wrestlers. Yeah. A lot of new, new titles and first for a lot of wrestlers. So awesome. And hopefully one day we'll see Cody Rhodes back in WWE with the WWE Championship. One can only hope. Yeah. On the 23rd as well of June... I believe in wrestling. Believe 141 at the Team Vision Dojo in Orlando, Florida. Willie Brown defeated Carlos Gabriel. Amber Nova defeated Andrew Merlin. Axe Clover defeated Jason Dugan. Chico Adams defeated Mike Austin. Casey Lennox teamed up with Tyrannus to defeat Dion James and Faris Hakim. Aaron Epic defeated Daniel Drennan by DQ. Uh, and Chanson Rain, Chasen Rain defeated, uh, no, Chasen Rain teamed with Jarrell Clark and Jesse Neal to defeat Josh Hess, Mike Paro, and Rex Backus. Yeah. Uh, House of Hardcore 30 in Burwood East, Victoria, Australia on the 23rd. You had Colt Cabana defeat Ryan Emmeth. Carlito defeated the Mighty Cadman. You got Mark Silva defeating the Mighty Cadman. 
Uh, Cracker Jack and Mike Burr defeated the Spirit Squad. Cracker Billy Jack. Gunn. Wow. Billy Gunn defeated Bill James. Uh, Matt Cross defeated Andy Phoenix. Swaggle defeated Muhammad Ali Vaiz. And MVP defeated Jack Swagger and Tommy Dreamer. Jack, yes, not getting the victory. House of Hardcore 31 in Morfettville, Southern Australia. Uh, Cocabana, this is on the next day. Cocabana defeated Muhammad Ali Vaiz. Carlito defeated Matt Basso. And Bill James, Chris, ba uh, Chris Basso. And Nick Armstrong defeated Davy Green, Jonah Rock, and Kurt Barron. Swoggle picking up the victory over Ryan Nemeth. Matt Cross defeated Andy Phoenix. Jack Swagger with the victory defeating Billy Gunn. I almost said Jilly Gunn. <laughs> MVP and Tommy Dreamer defeated the Spirit Squad. Yeah. On the 24th as well, uh, on the 24th of June, Wrestle Circus. Dive Hard with a Vengeance in Austin, Texas took place. The Wrestle Circus Big Top Tag Team Championships were on the line. Rapungi Vice defeating the Gorillas of Destiny to become the, the Wrestle Circus Big Top Tag Team Champions. Yeah, new champs. Scorpio Sky defeated Brody King. Uh, the Wrestle Circus Lady of the Ring Championship was defended. Champion Rachel Ellering successfully retaining against Mia Yim. Yeah, uh, Adam Cole and Britt Baker defeated Jessica Havoc and Sammy Callahan. Um, okay, so this match was a bunch of people in a giant, like, scramble match where the first person won the DDT Iron Heavyweight Medal Championship and then the second person won the Wrestle Circus Sideshow Championship, I think. Yeah. And then the, the third person won the PWR Ramble title. Mm -hmm. So uh, the new DDT Iron heavy metal weight champion is Laura James. And Tessa Blanchard won the, the Sideshow Championship. And then Jordan Lennox <laughs> defeated uh, whoever he did to, to yeah. win that PWR Scramble Championship. Yeah, and this match included so many people. Uh, it included Leva Bates. It, who dressed up as Stone Cold oh, Steve cool. Austin? Yeah, yeah. Just had a. It was a the the Chris brothers were there, and it was just a huge match. Delilah Doom and a lot more. It was just a fun match to watch. Uh, four way ladder match. Shane Strickland defeated Desmond Xavier, Leo Rush, and Mister Four Fifty in a, a fun fun match to watch. John Morrison defeated Luchasaurus. Yeah, had Matt Seidel defeat Zachary Wentz. For the Crown of Glory Championship, Myron Reed, the champion, successfully retaining the title against Michael Elgin. You had Penta El Zero Miedo and Ray Phoenix pick up the victory over Ray, uh, Red Dragon. And the Wrestle Circus Ringmaster Championship was defended in a three-way match. Shane Strickland defeating Brian Cage, who was the former champion, and Sammy Guevara to win the title. Yeah, so it was Strickland having uh, two matches that night and coming out victorious. And this was all streamed live on Twitch, which I thought was absolutely awesome. Yeah, congratulations to them uh, for their debut on Twitch, 
which everyone can stream and watch and check out. It was a free event. Um, yeah, sign up. Signing up is for free. And stay up to date with Wrestle Circus. They provided this event for free. And who knows? I know they've been currently streaming a ton on stream. I mean, on, on Twitch. So it's definitely worth your time to check into this. Yeah. On the 24th of June, Evolve 86 in Melrose, Massachusetts. Timothy Thatcher defeated Austin Theory. ACH defeated Chris Dickinson. Thomas Sharp defeated Nick Camaroto. Fred Yehi defeated Jaka. Tracy Williams picking up that victory over Jason Kincaid. Keith Lee defeated Ethan Page. And Sabre Jr. defeated Matt Riddle. That's so cool. Evolve 87 in New York City on the 25th. Chris, you really wait, wait. I gotta know. What was cool? The Sabre Jr. Oh, it was a joke. Yeah, keep it going. <laughs> yeah, so Tracy Williams defeated ACH. Timothy Thatcher picked up the victory over Jason Kincaid. Fred Yehi defeated Chris Dickinson. Uh, the Evolve Championship was on the line. Sabre Jr. successfully retaining that title over Xhaka. Ethan Page defeated Thomas Sharp. And Trent defeated Austin Theory. WWN title on the line. Matt Riddle successfully defending against Keith Lee. Yeah. Some upcoming independent events taking place on the 7th of July. You have PWG pushing forward back in Reseda, California. Now Netflix famous. Uh, Ray Horace taking on Sammy Guevara. You have Leo Rush taking on Trent. Keith Lee taking on Ray Phoenix. Ohio is for Killers taking on Desmond Xavier, Jason Kidd, and Shane Strickland. Ricochet taking on Trevor Lee. The Unbreakable Machines taking on the Bucks of Young. And the PWG World Championship will be on the line as the champion Sabre Jr. looks to defend that title successfully against Chuck Taylor. Yeah. Um, you also have CCW uh, Evolution taking place in Voorhees, New Jersey on the 8th. The Awakening, Matthew Tremont taking on, uh, and the Storm of Entrails. And, wait, let's restart that one. The Awakening, Matt Tremont taking on the Storm of Entrails and Masada. Much better. Connor Claxton will be taking on Ricky Shane Page. You got Ohio is for Killers taking on Scarlet and Graves and Trey Miguel. A.R. Fox taking on Ace Romero. CCW wire title online. MJF, Maxwell Jacob Friedman taking on Trevor Lee. And the CCW World Heavyweight Championship will be defended in a four-way match. The champion Davey Richards defending that title against Joe Gacy, Leo Rush, and Shane Strickland. Yeah, that should be an awesome match to check out. Yeah. Also taking place this weekend, this weekend, not next weekend, Slammiversary, which is 15 years in the making, taking place at the Impact Zone in Orlando, Florida, at Universal Studios. Uh, some of the matches announced. What do we got here for? Uh, we'll just start with the lowest and go up. Yeah. A fatal four-way match for the Impact Wrestling Championship. Impact Wrestling tag team titles, as well as the Global Force Championships. Uh, they're going to be, um, I think, combined Unified. into one thing. Yeah, even though it's they're, they're both champions, I think, maybe. Uh -huh. I don't know who's champion. But uh, you're having the Latin Exchange 
Latin American Exchange uh, champions taking on Drago and El Hijo de Fantasma. Uh, taking on Marafuji and Ishimori, as well as Laredo Kid and Garza Jr. Yeah, you got it. Two out of three falls match. Impact Wrestling X Division Championship on the line. Sanjay Dutz is uh, defending against Loki. In a full metal mayhem match, you're going to be seeing Eddie Edwards teaming up with his wife, Alicia Edwards, taking on Davey Richards and his wife, Angelina Love. Yeah. You got also a tag team match, D'Angelo Williams and Moose taking on Chris Adonis and Eli Drake. Do you think Moose knows him from, like, football? Has to, right? I don't know. Do you think Eli Drake knows Chris through Corey? I'm miss. I'm missing it. Chris Adonis, isn't that uh, Corey Grace's brother? It's Chris Masters. Oh, yeah. And it's well Adonis. Played. And oh. roasted. Uh. The unification of the Impact Wrestling Knockouts Championship, as well as the GFW Women's Championship, Rosemary will be taking on Sienna. Yeah. Strap match. EC3 taking on James Storm. Um. Probably one of the weirdest matches that'll take place in Impact Wrestling, 2017's Impact Wrestling. Jeremy Borash teen up with Joseph Park to take on Josh Matthews and Big Papa Pump himself, Scotty Steiner. Now, I hope that this is where the feed cuts out because no one wants to see that. Josh Matthews should not be in the wrestling ring. Jeremy, Bo Jeremy Borash should not be in the wrestling ring. Scott Steiner should not be in the Impact in the TNA wrestling ring. Neither should Joseph Park. <laughs> should not be in action. Period. But hey, this at is at least at least this isn't for any titles or anything like that. Thank goodness this isn't for a title or anything. It's just for your attention span, and it's going to fail to catch that. It's very unfortunate that they decided to put Josh Matthews and JB in a match because who cares? But something that you'll care about more than that last match. Unification match for the Impact Wrestling Championship and the Global Force Wrestling Championship on the uh, on the line. Lashley with King Mo, King Mo making his return. Uh, Which, take it on Del like, Rio. Can we, can we say why? Like why is King Mo coming back? I don't know why. Why? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like why? Like what the what's the point of them doing that? TNA. It's yeah. a very TNA thing for them to do. Like Del Rio's or El Patron, whatever you want to call him. That I'd pop for because it's Dos Cars. It's his father. That's cool. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Mil Moskris will be there too. I maybe it. I'll watch. I'll That's watch for the undercard. Yeah. Yeah, so that is Impact Wrestling. And that is the sports, the not sports entertainment, the pro wrestling aspect of the show because we are marking out pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. And now it is time to take a break. And we will be right back. Right here on Marking Out. Hey, this is Kurt Angle. Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, on Marking Out, episode 334. Uh, some news that literally came in while we were recording, I guess, that Impact Wrestling will be no more, I think. Yeah, very, very interesting news. In, in, um, instead, they're going with Global Force, which is super surprising. It's going to be even more weird if they still use the term Impact Wrestling. 
Like, will the show? Yeah. I mean, will the will the weekly program still be called Impact? Or I don't. I don't know. I. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> like, to see. I can't. I can't believe I'm like. I don't. I can't. I'm not understanding why they're going with why? Global Force. I don't know. That's super weird Could, to me. Because why wouldn't they want to call it what they are? I don't know. I mean, like he built up Impact Wrestling. I basically. Oh. Jeff Jarrett. He wasn't with the company for a while, right? I wouldn't say for a while. But I. I could totally understand that he wants to build, change it to a name that he actually has 100% built up on his own for the 100% entire – built up. You can't take 15 years away from Jeff Jarrett even though he was gone for like two of them. Exactly, but he still left. I don't see the problem with that. I don't know why you're so surprised by this. Yeah, I don't know why you're so surprised by this. I think it's surprising that – Globe, it's going to be Global Force Wrestling. That like he did it. That's like checkmate. I can't believe that. I think that's awesome. You're such a mark. No, it's not. It's not <laughs> nothing to be like a mark over. That's like I just just because they're a global brand and they want to expand even more so globally. That like they're going to go with Global Force. I think it totally makes sense for them to switch the names. Hopefully, they get rid of the Impact name completely. That's what seems like it's going to happen. Yeah. So, 15 years later, maybe we'll see some Global Force Wrestling history. Well, maybe we'll see a Global Force Wrestling Hall of Fame. Maybe this maybe. is why, maybe this is no. why they're not inter- introducing who the, who the Hall of Fame person is. Well, I don't think they do that till Slammiversary anyways. Yeah, but now they got to change their whole marketing thing. I mean, it was the whole TNA Hall of Fame. Now what is it? Global Force Wrestling Hall of Fame? How does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, I guess so. I would just say start over. I don't yeah, know. You can't have a Global Force Wrestling Hall of Fame with people who've never like been in the company. I don't know if Kurt Angle ever wrestled for Global Force. So. No clue. But moving well, on was from... Was Hall of Fame anything anyways? Uh, well, like, not physical. No. Verbally no. it was. Verbally, it's a bunch of people who should be in the WWE Hall of Fame at some point, and yeah, probably was, will be in WWE at some point. Uh, WWE's Hall of Fame at some point was really nothing. So, but something that is something. Let's talk about some WWE and talk about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro, which the WCW Hall of Fame just sits there. Nice. Just yeah. So, Monday Night Raw kicked off with Roman Reigns in the ring, cutting a little uh, promo. Yeah, he he's accepted. He's the guy, he's the bad guy. Yeah, he I, I he accepted it. Braun Strowman's challenge for Great Balls of Fire, the ambulance match, where an ambulance was then backed into the arena with Scott Steiner's theme song playing. And Roman Reigns went over to check on it to see if there was anything inside. Where's Braun Strowman? Stupid Roman. Looks inside, nothing's in it, gets attacked from behind. Should have known better. Yep. Uh, and then Strowman literally picks him up and tosses him into the ambulance and then puts him in. The ambulance drives off. That was the last we saw of Roman Reigns. Yeah, and I am totally a fan of that. I think it's a good way to hype up this ambulance match, of course, keep it relevant. 
And I'm so happy that that was it of Roman Reigns. Yeah. They didn't have him well, again. That match doesn't need to get hype. It just stays hype. Exactly. Uh, next up, you had Finn Balor in the Hardys take it on and defeating Cesaro, Elias Sampson, and Sheamus, who were cutting a little promo earlier before the match, uh, trying to do their set. And I thought that it was cool how uh, Elias Sampson says, like, how usually he he's a one-man show or whatever, but then he has them. Um, I was a fan of the Bal- of Balor and the Hardy Boys doing their, like, trio poses. Like, they were all posing in sync with each other. Yeah. Like, at, from entrance, they were posing. And then at the finish of the match, they were all posing together. And I thought it was, qu- it was good. Something super random. They cut to commercial, and when they come back, randomly, Josh Dumel was on commentary. Um, which I guess was just to basically announce that Sheamus is doing a WWE film that he'll be in. But, like, I feel like commentary tried to push it super hard that Sheamus was a star of it, but it seemed like Josh was just like, yeah, yeah, well, I'm in it. Yeah. Not really saying Sheamus is a star or not, but, Mm -hmm. I mean, who knew that this would be the best celebrity appearance from Raw that night, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Matt Hardy hit the twist of fate on the outside of the ring, and then the Coupe de Gras from uh, Balor. Who who are you, Michael Cole? Coupe de Gras. Coup, coup de gras? Oh, coup de gras. Also, uh... It is I double still, stomp. Yeah. Um, I really hope that those headbutts that Matt Hardy does, or whatever you head smashes, I really hope that somehow makes it into 2K18. Yeah. The one that the, one that the only other person I've ever seen do is Kazarni. Yeah. So... Uh, next up, you had Gold Dust. The Shattered Dreams production matchup. He makes his way down to the ring, which is with his own cameraman decked out in gold. Um, gold. R-Truth made it to the ring. It went to a no contest match. Did he even start? Goldust just laid it to R-Truth. His cameraman never left, never left the ring, period. Um, you, think that was was a, a legit, you think that was a legit camera, dude? Probably. And, I, what, and I, you think that camera was actually recording? No. That is my – you know what? My biggest disappointment is that they didn't have that footage on the screen, kind of like a Breezango entrance. But yeah. the thing that could be done, maybe Goldust, they were recording, and Goldust uses that footage to make it into that movie. And then next week on Raw, he airs the footage of the attack, saying that this is his latest production of this. I would be a fan of that. I think that classic Goldust attire is the best thing to happen from 2017 so far. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the best things, I should say, at least. I mean, I know we didn't get his his uh, robe and we didn't get his wig, but you know what? I'm not Beggars can't be choosers. I think it's great that we have the Goldust of old back with us, you know? Yeah, and uh, that's a good saying because the more you beg for something, the more time something like this next segment turns out, where Ms. TV had three guests uh, on the show, Lonzo Ball, LeVar Ball, and LaMelo Ball, a basketball and football family, I guess. So where do we start with this segment? Okay, let, me, we start let, me start, let me start where Lonzo Ball is this huge draft pick, second draft pick for the Lakers, 
They were in the Staples Center. The guy comes out, gets booed, bam, roasted. Well, must first feel, off, must feel fantastic to come even, out even before. And what stinks is the reason why he's getting booed is because of his father. Right, exactly. That he's a Don King, money hungry, spotlight stealing father. Like I watch, and, I watch clips of him, and it's like, I, I like if if Virgil had a famous wrestling son, this is exact. I just see that. That's all I this, see. I agree. This segment made Bailey. This is your life. Decent to watch. <laughs> I could, I could get through that segment. I could watch that. This was unbearable. And disgusting that WWE actually put this on air. Let's start with that entrance. LeVar Ball and his dumb son, who has well, a loud you, mouth. Oh, the, the, the little kid. Yeah. He, they, made it, they made their way down to the ring. And LeVar is swaying his arms and his legs like a lizard down to the ring. They get into the ring. And it just goes downhill from there. They bring out – he gets in the face of the Miz. <laughs> I have to say, wait, also, I want to just say commentary. I think Corey Graves might have mentioned it, how the guy the guy put out – they got a lot of offers from from companies for sneakers. And uh, LeVar – Did they? Yeah. I thought Le, it was they got no offers at this No, no, no. They got a lot of offers. A lot of people were interested in shoes. He's the number two draft pick for the Lakers, whatever. Uh, LeVar Ball was like, we want like a billion dollars or whatever. And they were like, <laughs> and then he creates this own brand of his, I believe, and puts out a $500 set of sneakers. And uh, I thought it was hilarious. I think it was Corey Graves said that they're, they're like ugly or whatever. They look stupid. They totally are. I don't know who's paying 500 bucks for, for shoes. If you do, please take that $500, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash out, and you would be better off spending your money over there. Yeah. But this was just – so that kid with the loud mouth. He, you, he uses a, a language that shouldn't be used on air or ever, period. And WWE is foolish for giving them a microphone. I think that – shame on them for thinking that this was going to be a good idea. I think that it is – awful that you have someone who's portraying a heel in the ring with another heel and i just think that this was an awful segment lonzo ball did he really even speak no i no so why are we doing this just to have him out there pretty much it was lavar ball stealing the spotlight from his son you know the real aspect. and that that's Not probably that's that's probably the virgil really- aspect where they wanted they wanted – they were like, hey, let's have LeVar Ball on Raw. He goes, oh, probably, most likely, only if you have my two sons. We, we need that. We probably got to pay us. I assume he got paid for it. Just absolutely awful. This segment made no sense to me. It was the – I whoever wrote this should be really fired. Or scolded over the idiotic creativity of this segment. You just got to feel bad for Miz in this situation. Oh, totally. He tried to salvage it, but what can you salvage? This was just dirt. It seemed like LeVar was going off script, doing stuff, just running. He took off his shirt, running around the ring. Making a mockery 
of everybody associated with this segment. Even Ambrose when what he came out. When, when someone, but what does this do to the Miz? Someone, a pro wrestler, a cha- uh, champion, who is who is very well known, and now you're going to have big baller whatever, LeVar Ball, step up to him, pretty much say that he's nothing. And yeah, he goes, oh, you want that title? Like, give me that title. I'll take that title or something like that. Really degrading a pro wrestler on their own segment on WWE TV, and he's a champion. I, and I'm like, sorry. Ambrose, Ambrose must have been so pissed. He had to have been. He, I, comes, he came out there, and, and LeVar was still running his mouth. And he's like, oh, yeah, you just keep talking. And Yeah, this a, is just awful. And then, and then apparently well, they, they, they cut the segment. It ended abruptly, I guess, but uh, they were apparently they were going to have the six-man tag where the balls would be ringside. But after the racial slur, they got cut. Yeah, they weren't used and randomly. So it goes to commercial break, and you come back, and a match has already started. The balls are not present, but Rhino and Slater are. Where does this make sense? There was no explanation as to where Rhino and Slater came from either. And it was it must have been during the – I'm curious to see what happened during the break if they were like, all right, it's a commercial break. You guys, you got to leave right now. Slater and Rhino run down to the ring. I don't get what happened. At least, at least but, the match was good. It was good. What I would have loved for this – is for Heath Slater to turn on Rhino and Ambrose and align himself with The Miz and his entourage. I think that that would have been awesome because then you could have had then social outcasts. Then that just completely reforms the social outcast without, yeah. without the other one. Which is unfortunate too. Uh, Adam Rose. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, all right, let's get as far away from this segment as we can. Well, Bo, Bo Dallas, Curtis Axel, The Miz, picks up the victory over Dean Ambrose, Heath Slater, and Rhino. Uh, behind the referee's back, Curtis Axel knocked Rhino in the face, and Bo, Bo Dallas took advantage of that. Quick roll-up. Yeah, can, can we mention that Lonzo Ball was also wearing, uh, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with this, but I know it's a fashion problem. He was wearing like he was wearing socks and sandals. He wasn't wearing dress shoes or anything like that. He wasn't even wearing his own brand of shoes to promote them. Maybe they're the new big baller brand flip flops. Awful, awful. So next, I mean, up, at least I mean they didn't have that that Kylie and and. Kendall Jenner mishap. I don't know what at that least, is. At least they're not putting their faces on products featuring like Biggie Smalls and Tupac and Ozzy Osbourne and The Doors Stupid. without consent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out. That's the main takeaway. Yeah, you have our consent to take pictures of yourself and post it wherever you want because it's your t-shirt. Um... But next up, you had Enzo Amore. Wait, what does that mean? That's not what the the what? Kardashian sisters did. Well, that's what you just said without they consent. They put their faces on the product and sold the product. 
Like, there's t-shirts with Biggie Smalls and Kendall Jenner's face on there that they sold. Uh-huh. We're not... All right, so Enzo Amore made his way to the ring. Uh, luckily, there was nothing. It was like nothing was wrong or anything. He cut his promo. Crowd loved it. He just skipped the cast part. He gets to the ring. Cass calls out Cass. Cass comes out, and he forgives him. He understands where he's coming from. Cass wearing uh, his new T-shirt. <laughs> um, his new, new T-shirt. You can find it at Walmart. Um, very, very classic. It's a vintage T-shirt. It's really funny. Got... It's funny because they had they had like a, a, a an entrance tron. I don't know what you call them these days because it's different. Uh, a video or whatever, a graphic for cast ready to go. They yeah, didn't I, have. I... They should have had like theme song music ready to go. Without Enzo in it, but they didn't. But that's really funny because he was just wearing a plain black T-shirt. Yeah. But and, uh, yeah, I thought the segment was really well done. I agree. They swerved the fans. I like the one part. I don't know where... if they really swerved the fans completely, but not completely. But the younger audience, yeah. I mean, you also. I know you called them like, "Oh my god, I couldn't believe that." Oh, oh totally. God. Yeah. So they they celebrated up at the top of the ramp, and Cass attacked Enzo, and then Enzo awkwardly rolled down the ramper. <laughs> no, what I liked was there was a part where there was a little kid in the audience dressed as Enzo wearing the wig and stuff, and Enzo pointed out to Cass, saying like, "See, this is like why we're together. This is what we're doing it for." Yeah. So I, I was a fan of that. And then after commercial break, it came back and uh, Cass yelled at Corey Graves, stay out of his business. Yeah, very – I don't get that either. Why couldn't that be done after the attack like, <laughs> while he was still out there? Like, I think he came back out. Yeah, yeah, or he was just still out there. I don't know. Yeah. But up next was interesting. You had Seth Rollins pick up a victory over Kurt Hawkins. Uh, Hawkins cut a promo beforehand, asking him who would who thinks that he's going to beat him, who thinks he's going to lose. Um, I think Hawkins actually controlled most of the match. I was really happy that he had offense and yeah. got an attack in there. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, um, I was very happy with it. And then Seth Rollins, out of uh, a few moves, maybe four or five moves, took over. Yeah. Ended the match with that King Slayer knee. Yeah, it and all then, started it all started uh with that little kick to the face. And then Bray Wyatt cut a promo afterwards. Yeah. So I guess I for me it seems like it's leading to like a a, a ring of fire match or something between them, which What do you mean oh, okay. Which doesn't really make sense, but hey. It seems like yeah. it, I don't get it, but I don't. All right. I wouldn't be opposed to seeing it again. I guess mm-hmm. it's not the inferno inferno match, but yeah, whatever. It's interesting. Yeah, it's all right. I'll take it. Earlier in the night, Paul Heyman was backstage being interviewed, and Samoa Joe came up from behind. So kind of simulated that he could do, he could destroy Paul Heyman. 
but he's not going to because he wants Brock Lesnar. And Brock Lesnar was there that night at the Staples Center. Paul Heyman. Which is weird to me that he didn't, he was with Paul at that time, you know? Yeah, well, he was probably in the locker room relaxing. And, yeah. Uh, or no, he wasn't even there yet, wasn't he? Didn't he pull up after the fact? I'm, I'm not too sure. I didn't see him pull up. Uh, so, but Paul Heyman was out in the ring, finally cutting a promo and introduced Brock Lesnar. And Brock Lesnar was on the entrance ramp, and Samoa Joe came out and attacked Lesnar from behind, and almost made him pass out. Revival. His face and, was turning all shades. Yeah, revival, and Carl Anderson pulled Samoa Joe off. You know, I made a mention of that too. I wrote that down. What do you think about that? That out of like they don't they on SmackDown they use security, but on Raw, it seems like repetitive. They use the revival as security. Yeah, and um, unfortunately, Carl Anderson was in there for this. What do you think of that? Um, I don't really have a problem with it. I just, I mean, three guys to hold back, Joe. Come on. What about this? What about this? Revival are back, but. Since they've been back, the only time we've seen them is as security guard, uh, plain security, or in this Enzo cast segment. No matches at all, even though, uh, who was it, Dash? Yeah. Or the other guy? Dash Wilder. Yeah, who's the other guy? Scott Dawson. Yeah, all right. So he was cleared to return to ring, yet they haven't had a match yet. I think that that's really sad. Especially because of the reaction that these two guys have had when they initially made their uh, debut. I guess creative just doesn't have anything for them right now. So instead of having them come back to a huge applause and everything, we're gonna just overset. We're gonna destroy everything and just have you play security. Awful. Yeah. But for me, more importantly in this segment was the fact that. Samoa Joe again kind of got a cheap victory here. Okay. It wasn't an actual victory, but here he got another one, basically stealing attacks Lester from behind. I see what you're Samoa I, Joe, it's always from behind, cheap, cheating, stealing a win. Yeah. I don't, and this was no different from behind. Locks it in. I did like that he almost uh, broke out of it, like where he hit him into the into the Titantron or whatever they call it now. Yeah. But, yeah, I didn't even think about it, but, yeah, very cheap. What does that say about this upcoming match? Is he going to be able to win? I think it seems like they're just trying to build up Samoa Joe, and for me that's not happening. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I will admit that I do see more of a match than I have previously. Like an actual match taking place, as opposed to just like a toss around ragdoll match. But even still, the buildup of Joe, I feel like it's lacking. Right? Yeah. But uh, next up, you ended up having uh, Neville, the Neville level, taking on Lindsay Dorado, picking up the victory, Tozawa at ringside. Um, I liked his little area. Yeah, he had the purple rope. He had the purple rope in the VIP section. Yeah. For Titus Worldwide, it's no longer called the Titus brand. 
Um, and I guess the main takeaway from this is that they were about to fight. And Titus came out and stopped them, saying, why wouldn't you want to fight? Well, I mean, why would you just want to fight for free? Especially Watch, the reason why they changed it was because of the big baller brand. I don't know. They had it. Well, I don't, for what reason? I don't understand. I don't know. Watch. Oh, the like, Titus brand? Yeah. But, no, I don't know. I, did they? I don't know. Who knows? I hope not. <laughs> but I doubt that. But no, it's worldwide because Tazao is there now. Oh, all right. But Titus announced that it's going to be Neville versus Tazawa for the Cruiserweight Championship at Great Balls of Fire, which I Shit. cannot wait to, to watch that. Yeah, I think that's going to be a great match and a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be awesome. And hopefully Jerry Lee Lewis is there some some capacity. Hey, you never know. But it's time for the main event of the evening. Women taking the spotlight gauntlet match for the number one contendership for the women's championship. Sasha Banks picked up the victory over Bailey Brooke, oh, Emma, not really. James, not, and Jax. No, no, no. Well, no, no, not no. really, but Nia Sasha Jax. Banks. Sasha Nia Banks Jax. defeated Nia Jax. Yes, yes, yes. But Nia Jax eliminated Bailey, Dana Brooke, and Emma, and Mickey James, um, and Mickey James. So. I thought I thought for sure it was coming down to Sasha versus Bailey. She was the first one out. I am so happy Bailey was not in this. I am happy that she was the first one out because I am. I started this ranting about Bailey a while a while ago, and it's only a matter of time until more people join this train. I think that she doesn't have what it takes right now. And she, apparently, she cut a promo or she, on the Stone Cold Steve Austin show. She mentioned I don't, how I don't think that's cutting a promo. That's just her being interviewed. Well, yeah, no, that's why I changed it. But she may mention saying how difficult it is to read the fans compared to NXT and the WWE uh, main roster. How diff- fans are difficult to read on the main roster because they're always on their phone or they're cheering other people. And she's finding it difficult to read them and everything. And I'm like, I, I still I still don't th- I can't I don't think it's because of Bailey, though. I think it's WWE is just bad booking. I think it's Bailey. It's, I think no, it's, it's bad, bad booking, booking too. on. I think it's, I think bad it's booking. both. I do not think it's on both. I think it's both. She's in the same boat as Natalia in my book. No. Yeah. But so Nia Jax, really the standout of this match, eliminating everyone. I just want to mention something commentary I thought was hilarious also. I don't know if you thought it was funny. You probably didn't. Um, but during Sasha, uh, during Bailey versus Nia Jax, Corey Graves was saying how that mathematically the cards are stacked against both of them. They're like they like neither of them have a best shot at, at winning due to the due the mathematics of it. And Booker T goes, "I disagree, man." And Corey goes, "You you disagree with math?" <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was super funny. But uh, uh, this match, the, I think Dana Brooke being in this was a super waste. Uh, Nikki James was a super waste too. What'd she I do? I don't think uh, she at least had a, a lengthy, a lengthier match. Dana Brooke gets in the ring and boom, that's it. Done. Dude, overall, this was like, I liked, I liked the majority of this match. Wow. I didn't, I would have liked it more if Nia Jax won. I think that Nia Jax should have been the winner for this. Not I Sasha Banks, think- but. I think that this is leading up to rumors have it Nia Jax versus uh, Alexa Bliss at SummerSlam. 
which I would be totally fine with because you get uh, Sasha Banks that feud out of the way instead of doing that for SummerSlam. You get that out of the way, uh, great balls of fire, and then you can focus on Nia Jax because Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss have that little friendship thing going on. And I think that that would be really good to see. I think Nia Jax deserves to have that spotlight at this time. I think that she has improved a lot from when she first came up. What say you? I think it was super out of place for Kurt Angle to come out and raise Sasha Banks' hand once she won. Yeah. But Alexa Bliss then came out, got face-to-face with Banks, and Banks hit her with a dropkick and took the title, raised it up. Yeah. It was a good ending to, to Raw. No, it was a good ending to Raw for what it was. I mean, Sasha Banks and uh, Nia Jax really did put on a good match, too, for their short time span. Yeah, and I liked, I liked her, like, locking in the bank statement on her back and everything while, yeah. while she was on Nia Jax's back. I agree. But it kind of just looked like that scene from, from Star Wars. I think it's in Star Wars. I've only seen the thing at Disney World. Where, where Yoda's on his back. I don't know whose back he's on. Luke. Let's say Luke Skywalker. Is that him? Yeah. Yeah, so I thought that's what it looked like to me. I thought it was funny. But uh, moving on from Monday Night Raw to Tuesday Night SmackDown. Daniel Bryan opened the show talking about Money in the Bank, the match taking place later that night. Carmella and Ellsworth came out. Said that she should have never been stripped of the case. And then James Ellsworth got in Daniel Bryan's face and Bryan had him move, removed from the arena. Said no. He, said he can't can't uh, interfere in the match. And uh, I mean, it was an over-the-top removal of James Ellsworth, but I thought it worked. I thought it was funny. I, I thought it was funny, too, especially where he got away and he ran around <laughs> the think, rink. I think that and then he, last... He, like, dove right on top of the guardrail. I think that last one was probably supposed to be the security guards, like, stopping him from, like, before he hits the guardrail. Oh, I, I didn't think that. I mean, because it was, like, a, like a split second behind that. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny, too. But now the thing that I was questioning, everyone was up in arms saying, oh, women's ri- uh, women rights and women, uh, she sh- it's the first women's match. She should have cl- climbed up to get it herself. Uh, didn't even James Ellsworth. Yet in the past, we've seen a woman climb up to get it for a man. And I think that it really says something. For, like, for yeah, I know Carmel. Huh? For what? Well, I think that Carmela having James Ellsworth under her control wrapped no, no, you around said, You said we've seen a woman do it for a man. Well, assist in the winning of the matches. Yeah, like do you uh, have an example of that? Or? Well, just valets. In general, women have assisted in, as a manager, wrestlers win. I know, I mean, but Lita, I Lita has for, assisted in, in the Hardy Boys from time to time. She's, she's helped out Edge. Yeah. But Vicky Guerrero has helped out whoever she has managed. And says she'll Sherry, Lula Fashan, yada, yada, yada. Stephanie that's, McMahon. That's three. But I think that the role <laughs> reversal is totally fine with this. I don't think that it takes away anything. Yeah, I don't, but, I don't think so either. I mean, I think that it could go both ways with this argument. And 
I do love the fact that we had what happened later on. But uh, next up, you ended up having Usos pick up the victory over the Hype Bros in their number one contendership. Uh, if they defeated the Usos, the taking champs, they would have been number one contenders. This is bogus. Uh, very much it so. A, it was a good match, but disappointing. This First of is all, bogus. Zach Ryder is like the king of winning battle royals. Yeah. He won the battle royal fair and square with an injury to become number one contender. Comes back earlier than expected from injury for his title shot. And they're like, mm, you got to beat the Usos. Why? You're, you're still not. Everything changed. Nothing changed. No. That's what I really don't get. Nothing changed. They should be. What's the difference? All right. So this match, Usos versus Hypros, number one contenders, right? What's the difference if you made this a title match and have the Hypros lose? Right, exactly. 100%. What's the difference? If I mean, anything, what's the difference? I think even worse than what took place, the fact that them having to try to recapture the number one contendership, the whole match took place during a commercial break. Let's also talk about the fact that everybody else on the roster, oh, I should have a title match. Yeah. Okay, you get a title match. It happens later on in the night. Exactly. But the Hypros, hey, we want a title match that we actually earned. Yeah. Yeah, you got to earn that stuff. Sorry, everything has changed. As opposed to Randy Orton, Natalia, the list goes on and on. Lana, the list goes on and on. I deserve, I deserve flair. I deserve, I deserve. And Hype Bros. Nah, everything changed. Sorry, dude. But it, like, like I still, I don't understand how the whole match took place during a commercial break. They come back from commercial, boom, one, two, three. They came back when he was mid- <laughs> Broski uh, boot, or like right no, after. No, that was commercial. They came back literally just as the Usos were about to finish the match. Yeah, it was awful. Like I couldn't, I couldn't, I can't. I don't, I don't know. It's funny because like at first when they they did the picture in picture commercial things like earlier, at the beginning of SmackDown Live, they were like toying with the idea of it. I was like, oh, this uh -huh. is awesome. You get to keep watching wrestling or whatever during the commercials. I hate commercials. Uh, and then they actually went forward with it, and they've been doing it for the weeks now. I think it's the dumbest thing. You can't pay attention to it. It takes you completely out of the match. Yeah. Like, I'm listening. I'm, I'm trying to watch a wrestling match, and the woman on the commercial is talking about Vagisil. That makes no sense. I can't, like, I can't focus on a match. Mm-hmm. Arby's, come, come eat our meat. Mm-hmm. It's, that's, no. And then to have the whole match on SmackDown take place during commercial. I thought it was awful, especially if you want to build up the Hyperus, which honestly, I don't understand why you wouldn't. Uh, right. You, exactly. you, have a, you have a big return coming yeah. of Zack Ryder, and you've hyped up, no pun intended, you've hyped up Mojo. You've hyped him up a lot since Zack Ryder's been gone. From the Battle Royal at WrestleMania to after that with Ginger Mahal. I mean, it's not like you just had Jinder, uh, uh, Mojo wait alongside until Matt was uh, Zack Ryder was back from uh, injury. It wasn't like um, – who did they do that with? Uh, New Day, where Kofi was out and they kept everyone that, off. I mean, that – I feel like that was necessary though. I don't – I think that is different. But 
I, I mean, I don't think that it's different. For the record, but they did it with the revival as well. Yeah, revival too. But uh, yeah. But so. Uh, yeah, so New Day ended up coming out, and they went back and forth, and uh, I'm going to assume that they poke fun at Lamelo Ball during this, as well as Booker T's incident. Um, oh, I didn't think, see it as a Lamelo thing. I saw that I, as a Booker T. I would assume it was because of that, though. Interesting, but, um, but I think, they, I think they, they don't have to describe it. Everyone knows it, the Booker T clip. Yeah. Very, um, very funny. And then they announced a rap battle or rap off for next week, which whatever, that's I'm fine with that. SmackDown seems to be the king of rap battles. We've seen Kurt Angle versus John Cena. We've seen John Cena versus, or was it John Cena versus Spanky? Or who what, was it that? Well, we can't forget the best one of all, which wasn't on SmackDown on Monday Night Raw. Flo Rida versus Bo Dallas. Not really a rap-off, though. Rap battle, was it? Yeah, it was. Was it? Yeah, that was a rap battle. <laughs> when Flo Rida got yeah, got? Yeah, that was, that was a rap battle that Bo Dallas won. Don't take that away from him. Okay. Don't take that away from Bo Dallas. Um, yeah. So... We're going to get that next week. And so also, up- by the way, uh, on Talking Smack, the Usos came on. They're, it's funny because like, they're completely like different people on Talking Smack. Um, and they were, they were talking with Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan was being – what was his name? Sweet Beats, I think. I think he, like B-E-E-T-S or Z, like the vegetable. Uh-huh. Um, and they were like, oh, I want you to be in our corner. And he's like, yeah, I'll be in your corner. I'll be, I'll be part of the rap battle to help like even out the odds with New Day. So it's weird to see them kind of like play face on Talking Smack, but obviously they're heels on television. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So will Daniel Bryan actually be there? Probably not, but he gave the Usos his word. And it was also yeah. like the Usos, they were, I thought it was stupid on their part for Talking Smack where the Usos were like, you know, we could just walk out of the match and uh, get the countdown victory. Weak. I was like, why would you tell that to the to, to the general manager sitting right next to you? Yeah. But I'm sure that's not going to happen. Um, up next, though, probably uh, continues to be one of the most enjoyable things on SmackDown. It was missing from last week's episode. Fashion Files, the Fashion Vice episode. Um, they interviewed the Ascension, and then oh, they, I didn't even write this down in my notes. And then they went to uh, went back to their office, and the office was destroyed. And they this, I mean, this cleared the Ascension. The Ascension were in the 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 break room getting, getting and they were like, "Well, why did you come out for the match at the pay per view?" And they were like, "Well, we just wanted to get booked." Yeah, pretty much. They just wanted the match, and let's also—they took the two tickets to paradise. <laughs> yeah, they did. They took the two tickets to Eddie Money. Yeah. Are, is this gonna? Are we gonna see that they have a split character? Could we see the what are they? The surfing bros, the surfing dudes. I don't know what they were called on I've, on on Southpaw Wrestling, which apparently are, has more wrestlers in it now. I think I saw. Mean? I think New Day filmed for it. 
Oh, they're coming out with new ones? Yep. Awesome. Well, I mean, they they found more tapes. Ah. Uh, <laughs> any idea when they're releasing? Hold on, let me let me beep boop it into my brain. Yeah, beep boop it in. Yeah, no, I, there was nothing. Yeah, but I don't, I don't work for WWE. They just take my ideas. Oh, that's how that works. I freelance without getting paid. Ah, that makes sense. Well, hopefully we see them have that split gimmick. I mean, I would love to see them taken seriously, though. You know? Yeah. And, and dude, everyone was talking about the Ascension on, on Tuesday. Yeah. Our, our whole, our whole uh, timeline, newsfeed was filled with it. So now, question. If they do end up going to this surfer gimmick, right? Or at least, like, portraying them, but portraying the Ascension at the same time, you know? Like a double gimmick? Would do you think that it would go over? Do you think a it's smart because they are supposed to be like that feared heel, and do you think that would be catch on? I think we kind of like covered this last week where I said I I don't think I really want to see them do that, but I mean I, I, at this point anything to get them on television I wouldn't be opposed to that. Uh huh. I think they are talented. Yeah. So anything. All right. Up next, you had the championship match for the women's championship. Naomi successfully retained that title against Lana, which I thought was absolutely stupid. Yeah. Uh, like, you spend so much time building Lana up only for her to hit her finisher, have it. It's like an easy kick out for Naomi, and then lose under a minute? Just. Not to mention, her shoulder was up during the whole count. And Lana once again goes to Twitter ranting about how unfair it is because her shoulder was up. Why do they keep doing this shoulder bit? I don't know. Is it is it legit? Like I don't know. Maybe that was just like something that she's like she's gunning for that championship where she was 100% not supposed to say that. And then that happened. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know which direction to take this. I I, I, I thought, really I don't. Thought it was, I thought it was bad, though. I did not think it was... I don't think it should have been that short. Yeah. Especially I, because Lana hit her finisher. That was so devastating in previous times. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense to me. Speaking of not making sense, up next, Aiden English was out in the ring doing his shtick, and Randy Orton cuts him off, just staring at him. Cuts to commercial break. Comes back and they go, oh, by the way, this happened during the commercial break. Aiden English was being asked to leave the ring by Randy Orton. He refused. Boom, RKO. Then Orton, we come back from commercial, is sitting there in a chair in the middle of the ring, refusing to get out of the ring until he gets his match for the WWE Championship, which he already lost a rematch to at once. Can we just, like, the fact that once again, we lost something once again. Because it was done during a commercial. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it wasn't even in the picture-in-picture picture thing. But, but Randy Orton a few weeks ago was saying how he's done talking. And that's literally all he's been doing since, since saying that. He's done nothing but talk. Yeah. Shane comes out. Ends up going, oh, Ginger Mahal beat you once for the title. He beats you twice to retain the title, but because he 
hit your family, and family really hits home with me. I'm granting you that match. But Jinder gets to pick the stipulation. So Jinder, Jinder Mahal, even though he defeated Randy Orton twice, both times, stupid. Now has to fight a third match. Shane McMahon gives him the opportunity. Jinder Mahal comes out. I'm picking my buddy's match. I'm picking the Punjabi prison. Yeah. I mean, there was rumors <laughs> like, about that match. I had no idea of that. I was joking when I tweeted that. But Oh, really? I saw that earlier that day about yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that. Apparently, also, there was heavily rumored that Stone Cold Steve Austin was going to be on Raw. Oh, I didn't see that. I don't know why. Like, why? I guess he lives in L.A.? I thought yeah. he lived in Texas. Uh, <laughs> really, I thought he uh, lived in Texas. I guess not. I guess he's gone back to Hollywood. Hmm. It's a throwback. But, uh, yeah, so Jinder Mahal picks the Punjabi prison, which I'm fine with. Uh, It's, I mean, definitely got a lot of heat from, I think it got a lot of heat when they had the first, the only other two matches of that. Because, like, the match just really doesn't make so much sense. Yeah. But I'm, I'm open for it. I'm open to see it. I'm open for it. I'm just really disappointed that it's another Randy Orton match. And as we mentioned before, he's complaining and he gets the match. Yep. Title match, granted. Complain. Uh, yeah. But what are you going to do? Complain about it. Backstage, on a backstage, Daniel Bryan, but we're more than just a podcast. Hashtag that. Uh, Daniel Bryan was talking to AJ Styles, and AJ Styles, I guess, was asking for a U.S. championship match since... He wasn't allowed to partake in the Open Challenge last week, and instead Chad Gable took it. Um, and Kevin Owens comes into the scene. Daniel Bryan announces that next week, July 4th, we're going to be seeing an Independence Day Battle Royal for the number one contendership of the United States Championship. Winner goes on to face Kevin Owens at Battleground. Let's go with Battleground, hmm. I guess. Uh, so, uh, at now at, at this point, all, all signs lead to AJ Styles walking yeah. into that. Um, but Zack Ryder, we, I said that before, he's won tons of battle Royals. I know. And I think he even won once previously on July 4th when it aired on July 4th, at least to become the general manager of SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Which then was the one episode of Friday Night Zackdown. Or Thursday night, I'm not positive. I'm not too sure. But yeah, so he won that Battle Royal. He won a bunch of them. So here's hoping maybe he'll get a U.S. championship at championship shot at, at Battleground. You know, we can only hope. Um, and, yeah. Up next, Mike and Maria Canellis. They were doing their uh, shtick, and they got cut off by Sami Zayn. Thanks, Sami. Honestly, it's not looking good anymore for Mike and Maria. I don't know what they're doing with this. It's like, oh, we don't really have anything for you. We'll have you cut promos, and then we'll have you get cut off. Or we just won't have you on at all. Mm Mm-hmm. Not looking great. No. Up next, Baron Corbin defeated Sami Zayn. Uh, regular match. 
I thought it was weird. Baron Corbin used the uh, like three bear hugs in this match. Is yeah, that, is that like a new go-to move for him? Yeah, I guess I guess so. But it's weird because it's like we saw Corbin versus Zayn so many times with their little feud, and now we get to see it again, and it just seems so. I don't know. But, but it's like it's not like a really, feud because it's – I mean Nakamura was watching the match. This is exactly yeah. why I said – I mean they're going with Nakamura and Corbin. This is exactly why Nakamura should have – there should have been way more focus between them two. Yeah. He took Nakamura out of the match for a majority of it. No, I agree. I agree there should have been more focus on the two of them uh, going at it. I really liked in this match Sami Zayn – his selling of Corbin was unbelievable. And Corbin, something I really like about him that I don't know if we touch base on too much, his punching. He throws those right pun- those right punches, and I think that they they just look so well done. Do you think it's because he purchased Big Show's house? I thought it was because he didn't get trained by Jay Silva, but I mean Bob I don't could know. Have been also that. <laughs> Yeah, that, that is purchase, pretty uh, is pretty crazy though. He purchases Big Show's house, who bought his house from Undertaker. What marks? He's living in a house that Undertaker and Big Show lived in, not together. Yeah, because it's built for bigger people. And Baron Corbin is definitely on that scale. He is a bigger person. Mm-hmm. That um, is main event time. Let's do it. The second ever women's Money in the Bank ladder match was won by Carmella. So she now joins CM Punk as the only two-time winners of a Money in the Bank match, even though she won the same contract. Which is... And it's um, funny because he won back-to-back years, I believe. She won back-to-back matches, too. I think that this is... It was a... It was fun. But there was a few moments where, like, so there was a moment where they held the ladder. Becky Lynch was climbing the ladder, and Charlotte and Tamina were just holding it straight up so Becky could climb for it. That was stupid for me. Like, yes, two seconds they do it. Like, then they do it for like a minute, and they like they're holding it. What are you doing? Yeah, that makes no sense. Then there was a there was a spot where I didn't understand where. Charlotte was changing the direction of the ladder on Tamina's neck because yeah. of the camera angle. But even more so, she changes it, and then Tamina wasn't underneath the, the, the ladder. And then we pan back down. She's under the ladder. How did she, right? like, how I, did she I get there? Was, I thought it was just me. I was just like, wait. did no. I, 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 I chalked it up to I maybe just missed something. No. She was like, not under then, the ladder. And then can we just talk about the moment where Natalia – Throws Charlotte Flair into the that audience. Is the during a, dumbest during the, part of the. But first of all, that is one of the farthest point from where you need to be. Yeah, that so right she, there she, gives. Okay. That's the dumbest point of this match. You know, I get it. Okay, you throw her over because you want to eliminate her from the match. Yeah, <laughs> then of you went over her. She went over herself also. What is that? That was that was the dumbest part of the match, and I thought I thought that? this match was better than. Than at Money in the Bank, but it it still wasn't what it should have been. There's I, no reason Tamina hit the Superfly Splash. There's no reason why she couldn't have done that to somebody on the ladder. Yeah, that makes no sense. 
But in all fashion, where somebody gets banned from the arena, Ellsworth made his made his way back into the ring. Climbs up the ladder where Carmella's just waiting for him to drop the briefcase into her arms. And Becky Lynch gets into the ring. Boom. Nails Carmella. She gets out of the ring. She rolls out of the ring or whatever. And then she starts teasing James Ellsworth, knocking him off the ladder. She finally knocks him off. He lands on top on the top rope in between his legs. Um, and this and this teasing was like stupid, you know? But I thought the, the, the payoff for it was, was good. I agree. I do like the fact that they teased the same exact finish as the pay-per-view. I do like that. I like that it was one of those like, oh, fans, you don't want to see this. Well, we're going to do it again moments. And And I was a big fan of that. And then even more so during that part, it's Becky's shot right up the ladder. I'm like, they're going to give it to Becky Lynch. Yeah. And I'm going to be disappointed because Carmella is the person that 100% should have had it. Like if if Becky Lynch won it at Money in the Bank, I'd be fine with that. What stinks is like I would have been – okay, I would have been fine with it as well. Because as a number two, of course, I want Becky Lynch to win. But it would have also been like I felt robbed, you know? Yeah, 100%. Like, yeah. Like, it, I, I would have been like, like, it would have been a cheap victory to me because I'm like, yeah, I want to be ecstatic and so excited for Becky Lynch to get that contract, but not when I really believe that. I think it should be Carmella. Exactly. Like, and, I, and, and she gets back into the ring. Becky Lynch kicks her out of the ring. She comes back with a steel chair and uses it. That's Perfect. the most, that's the best, like, why didn't they do more of that at, at the pay-per-view? I know. Maybe they realized, like, you know, we should amp it up a little bit. So now Carmella can cash in the money in the bank up to a year, which will lead us to the the night before it expiring on a Tuesday night. A SmackDown. Yeah. So maybe that's why they did it. Hopefully they go through with that. I'm still wondering whether or not that's on their mind, you know? I don't think it will be, but if you want to make women history, nobody else has held it for a full year. Yeah. And I think that it's – I think it's it's wonderful. I think it's great that Carmella is holding this. I think that she's excellent on the mic. I think her in-ring work definitely, like, has improved a lot. I think James Ellsworth is a, is annoying as heck, which, you know what, maybe uh, that means flip as a heel flip. he's working. Flip-flop. What do you mean? Because, like, last week, I got around James Ellsworth. Listen, Linda, I want him, <laughs> I don't want him under contract at all. That's not, you, no. But. You don't say is, that about somebody. I am. I, I'm saying I want him fired. That's like him coming over and be like, "I don't. I don't want. I don't want him to be a doctor. He should not be a doctor. I want him fired." Well, what's his reasoning? What's your reasoning? Because he's undeserving to be a doctor. Are you deserving of being a doctor? Well, you didn't yes, train like through John fly. Cena. You didn't train under John Cena. Like neither did it, James Ellsworth, but yeah, but. <laughs> I really don't want to see him under Ross on this roster, but if I am, I think he is doing being used properly, and I think he can be a really huge heel based on that aspect. But I feel like it's so cheap to go with that aspect. That's like the Vicky Guerrero aspect. Like the and you don't deserve who is to be one of the best heels in WWE yes, history. So I don't know if you're listening to me or not. 
That's what I'm saying. What do you mean? I'm saying that it's the best of both worlds, pretty much. I'm saying both of what you just said. And a Montana over here. Hey, yo. But that is SmackDown. So, shameless no. plugs? Oh, no. I think that before that, we should definitely touch on NXT this week. Well, I figured I would speak about that later. Well, I'm going to talk about NXT real quick. Uh, so, NXT this week, you had Velveteen Dream pick up the victory over ho ho Lud. I really like his gimmick. Oh. What are you... Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I like that he's like a very ambiguous gimmick, like very... I don't know. I don't know where to... Like, he's a modern-day Goldust. You know what I mean? Like, with his mannerisms and everything. And I think he, uh, Patrick Clark is really uh, finding his his own with this gimmick, you know? Um, and that elbow drop is sick. I did like... Yeah, I do like that elbow drop. That elbow drop is awesome. Which, it's like, if he can do it, why can't Hojo do it? I... Right? Um, Which still, this, I mean, maybe we'll see it. Who knows? I think she's got a fantastic elbow drop. Yeah. After this, like, I thought this was really awesome. The Oni Larkin, uh, Larkin take it on Itami. And right at the start of the match, Larkin just nails Itami with the European uppercut, smashing his nose. Which, like, how many? This guy has knocked, knocked open a few noses. Has he? Yeah. He keeps oh, doing it. Galloway, right? What? he against Galloway? I don't know. I think it happens again like next week or two weeks or something. Yeah. Hey, Galloway, when he made his – I mean McIntyre, when he made his debut match on NXT, was it against Larkin when he when he bled? I don't remember. But I, I think it happens again like from the tape. Oh, tapings. man. Yeah, but I like the fact that they played – I really like that this carried through where they called the match because he was bleeding all over and they had to take – they had to do something with it. And – so they call the match and everything like that. And then you had a little skit in between. Then after that, you have Itami come back out to the ring and call out Oni Lorcan to have a rematch or have their actual match finish where it was just stiff and hard hitting from start to finish. Like this match was really entertaining to watch. And a lot of fun, and I like this Itami heel, and Oni Lorcan is just like, it's just making me want to watch more and more of his matches. But this, and this led into the, once he picked up the victory, he called out Chris Hero, which they've been having their thing, and then Sanity came out, taking out the both of them to start this main event of Asuka <laughs> picking about, up. What about that promo? I, you know what? With him like, I, laying down like a male model. Yeah, I, I love it. I love everything that that he's doing and sanity. And this led into Asuka picking up the victory in a last man, last woman standing match against Nikki Cross. Uh, yeah, has to be has to be the best match of of June at least. They used everything. This was a this was like something you'd see on NXT Takeover. It was fantastic. I agree. Chairs, trash cans. There was a part where Asuka kicked a, uh, one of the light one of the light bulbs, like one of the light stands. Yeah, it, it com- completely 
you had three different brands, three three matches that that had women close out the shows, main event them. Uh, this completely overshadows Money in the Bank and that Gauntlet match a hundred percent. I agree. This match was fantastic. Suplexed off of the ladder through the commentator table, mm-hmm. and Oscar gets up. And what does she do? She's not like crawling to get up. She's not like. I'm exhausted. She gets up and puts both fists up in the air as if she's ready for Nikki Cross to get back up and get go right back at her. I love this. Yeah. Every aspect of this. This is women's wrestling at this at the at its finest. Like this, as you said, this took everything for the entire week. Month, and pro- dude, and for, I'm for a long like time. Maybe even two months, three months. Who knows. Yeah, this was the best match in a long time. And yeah. we've had a lot of great matches this year with w- with strictly WWE NXT, that like entire uh, WWE umbrella. But this match is definitely – that's up there. Yeah. And uh, just to follow through with NXT, uh, Heavy Machinery and Authors of Pain officially signed. Now I'm going to toss it out to you. Tucker. Tucker Knight. Is that Kyle Brad's older brother? Long lost brother? No. Maybe? I don't know. I saw some similarities. Maybe. Maybe you'll see it next time you watch. Is that... What's the other dude's name? Oh. Nico? No. I don't remember. <laughs> which which one's the dude that looks like me? <laughs> you, you, it's you, you teaming up with Kyle Brad. <laughs> it's you and Kyle Brad teaming up the Diamond Club on NXT. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that's hilarious I, I don't I don't know I don't think that guy looks like I I'll, I definitely do especially when they were in William Regal's office I was just like that like he had his the hair down it was definitely Kyle Brad and yeah so Diamond Club is officially on NXT posing as heavy machinery <laughs> you can, like imagine it was really me like yeah you're just not telling or anything yeah this look dude this looks nothing like Kyle it definitely – it depends on the picture. Uh, in, in, the, in this segment, it did, it did. In that segment. There was a few moments where it did. I know that you're like on – if you're looking online and stuff, I know there's a ton of pictures that don't look like him at all. But this segment, I see so – I see the similarity. It's, it's Otis Dozovic, by the way. Oh, yeah. That's the – Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> You could have thought of a more clever name, Brandon. I, I mean, I guess that's one way to separate yourself from marking out. I could, I like, I don't want to give it to you at all with, <laughs> with Kyle. But like, it's I, stretch, I mean, but it's I could see thought. maybe where you're coming from. But all right, all right. Well, all right. After so, getting that out of the way, shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Thank you to the following people for promoting us in this week of professional wrestling. Go follow John at Mr. John Foss. Thank you, John. Also, make sure that you go check out Wrestling IQ 101. You can go follow them on Twitter at Wrestling IQ 101, WrestlingIQ101.com. Recently, their latest episode has an interview with Monster Mac. So go check that out. You can listen to them on YouTube or at that website, Wrestling IQ 101. Also, weekly wrestling podcasts. Go check them out on the Elite Podcast Network at 
Weekly W Podcast. Listen to them at weeklywrestlingpodcast.com. They have a ton of uh, episodes, a ton of interviews, a ton of awesomeness over there that you should go check out. Um, Yeah. Also, Team Awesome. Go follow them. Team Awesome 418. Uh, Lorenzo has an amazing, awesome group over there. Facebook.com slash Team Awesome 418. Also, you can purchase Lorenzo's book, uh, his a very, very awesome book, 31 Days to Live. Uh, you can find that on Amazon. Um, yeah, go give them a follow on Twitter, Team Awesome 418. And that is all I got to say. Hey, Brandon. Any oh Montreal Broski, good old Eric at MTL Broski, go check out first thing in the morning youtube.com slash first thing in the morning show. As I mentioned before, Sumi Sakai, uh, she did get a new Twitter account, so go give her a follow because she is amazing. She's a great, talented wrestler, such a nice person. Um, but she has a brand new Twitter account that she had to create, so go su- uh, go support her, go follow her. At Sumi Sakai on Twitter. Hey, Brandon, any shout-outs? My name is Dave, and you should listen to Brandon's shout-outs. Make me famous. Showtimes, I'm dying up here, is the first shout-out. Have you heard about it? No, I have not. It is a show about comedians in the 70s in Los Angeles. Uh, Jim Carrey's an executive producer of the show. And it airs on Showtime. What is it about? Comedians in the 70s in Los Angeles. Huh. Is yeah, it's it pretty good. Like an actual, like... It's, it's, not, it's not like... It's not a biography or, or anything okay. like that. But, like, there are, like, Richard Pryor is in there. Johnny Carson is in there. That's pretty cool. Like, obviously not them, but actors yeah. portraying them. So yeah, right. I, I thought it, it's been pretty good. I, I've kind of, I forgot I DVR'd it, uh-huh. and then I saw it, and then I watched the first episode and more and more, and I was like, damn. All right. Very yeah. cool. Uh, next up, you said it before, basically, Asuka and Nikki Cross. That match was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Um... Yeah, I, I, we covered it so much before, but it, there's so much you could say about it. It should definitely – it's definitely a must-watch for everyone. Yeah. And then uh, Jumanji gets the last shout-out. I, I really – I didn't know what to expect when they first announced that they were doing a sequel to Jumanji. Um, Looks hilarious. Yeah. I I had high hopes because of the cast, and they released the, the first trailer this, this week, and I was I was entertained by it. I didn't even know the cast. I knew The Rock was involved, but I didn't know the entire cast. And I'm, in, I'm going to be very entertained by this movie. Do you are you do you always watch trailers? What do or you mean? no? Like I feel like do tra- trailers take away from the movie at all? Because like I feel like sometimes they spoil uh, some of the better spots. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes they do, but not really. I don't. I mean, I yeah, I do. Wa- I like to watch trailers. Yeah. Hmm. All right. It's just been on my mind recently where I'm like, like there's a few things during that Jumanji and I'm like, wait, I probably would have laughed out loud during the actual <laughs> movie if I... Like when you find out that Jack Black is, is a, a girl. Yeah. 
I think yeah. that still that still holds up in the theater. People still laugh because it's funny. What would you? Yeah, I I think it's funny. Yeah. No, I guess we'll have to see. I think that from what I saw, like his mannerisms and everything was hilarious. Yeah. So yeah, in due time, right? When is it coming out? Or this uh, year? Is it the end of this year? I don't know. Uh, I, I what believe did they so. Say? Was it Christmas time or Thanksgiving? I don't know. Or neither. I don't remember. But Not Spider, too sure. Spider-Man comes out soon, right? Uh, yeah. Within the next week or two. Yeah. That should be very exciting. That I, I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, are you going to see it? Uh, yes, I probably will go see that in the theater. All right. Very cool. I heard this is getting way better reviews than... I didn't, I didn't see the... I saw the first three... Spider-Man movies. I didn't see the next two. Well, this is not even associated to those. Uh, well, right. I'm saying though, I am. I mean, it's not even the same company. Yeah. But uh, I've never seen. I've never seen the other. Mm-hmm. The the Andrew Garfield ones. Okay. Yeah. Well. All right. So those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for. Mark out moment of the week. That is right, our mark out moment of the week. Um, I'm gonna take one first of all. Uh, Kevin Owens on Talking Smack this week was hilarious. What um, is he not? Yeah, I think it's like it's funny because I said it before with like the Usos how they're like kind of faces on Talking Smack. Mm-hmm. I think them and Kevin Owens are are three of like the best guests on Talking Smack. Yeah, the, the stuff that Kevin Owens did, like he stole, he went to he like every time Renee Young went to like say something under her breath to Kevin Owens as he was walking by, he would come back, and like she'd be like, "Oh, was, like why would I do that? Like I know, yeah." I, yeah. And then he ended up trying to. She goes, "No, don't, don't take, don't take my phone." And like he goes and grabs her mug, and spills water all over her phone. She goes, "You're, you're lucky. This is like one of those phones that could get wet." Yeah, he's he's hilarious. His interactions and everything that he does is just it's fun to watch. You know. Yeah. So. Um, all right, I'll take the next one. Um, the next one is you know how I mentioned before about Erica's family, right? Yeah, or how we met up with them and everything like that. Um, check your phone. Check my phone. Yeah, check your phone. You I know, just this, sent you a picture. This could take hours. <laughs> like, oh, I forgot like, your phone. Yeah, like what a stupid thing. I forgot your phone. Like it's like not even, um, not even I coming mean, in. <laughs> yeah. It will come in at some point though. <laughs> Usually it's pretty quickly with uh, receiving. Yeah, it's coming in now. <laughs> It's like, oh, this is the mark I'm over the week. Is it a picture with Nakamura again? Pretty much. Let's see. I've received the text message. I don't I don't get it. Do you see it? Um let me hold on. <laughs> uh, is there like I don't know, is there more to the picture I'm supposed to be seeing? But do you see what it is? Yeah, I see what it is. Yeah. I don't know finally, what... Finally what, had some. I don't understand. That's not... 
I don't care about these. Ketchup flavored potato <laughs> chips? Yeah, I don't care about these. Bam roasted. You've ranted for so long about Eric, how you wanted him wrong, to get, ketchup, get you the ketchup wrong, potato wrong, chips. Wrong, wrong, wrong. How so? All dressed chips. What's all dressed chips? <laughs> Those are the chips that I've been saying. Not ketchup. I don't want ketchup. All dressed chips. Chips. That's, You've that's, always that's mentioned it. the no, ketchup. That's chips. wrong. That's an extremely bam roasted because I got all dressed chips, chips the other last year from Amazon, and I found them in in a, in a store recently too. I didn't pick them up because they were super expensive. But I thought you were but, always hooked on the, uh, the. You wanted to try the ketchup chips. No, that was a huge bam roasted waste of time on the show. <laughs> ah, well, that stinks. Like, Whatever. That's what, like that's your mark out moment of the week was me. Was going to be me marking out over those? Yeah, your reaction to it. I thought that that's what you uh, always like. What you wanted to try? Now, if it was the picture of like the Seven Eleven cups or something, or like all dressed chips. Seven Eleven cups. Yeah, remember the WWE? They have only. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that stinks. Whatever. So you got another one. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, last Friday, Glow came out. I watched it all within the span of like six hours, maybe. Should take five hours to watch total. Um, but yeah, what? this series is fantastic. There's so many uh, appearances, to? too. I'm up to episode... I'm still on... I'm just about episode five. You're still on an episode? You left in the middle of one? Yeah. What? Yeah. I, uh, but not by choice. Not by choice. Yeah, uh, so, I, yeah. Uh, I mean, there uh, are cameos in this that I think are super out of place. Like, yeah, like I, Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan. Yeah, I don't think he's. I don't. I just he no. I that takes me out of it. And I think John Morrison wasn't a good fit for it. I I was so confused with that. One episode he was there like during a scene, and then the very next scene they're like, "Yeah, no, I fired him." Did we not see that firing? Uh, no, we didn't. That was so random to me because he was like five seconds ago, he was in that ring with them. And then five seconds later, the explanation as to why he's not there is because they fired him. Yeah. But did, I, 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 did I miss a scene? No, I already said no. But like I, think... I thought that that was just bizarre. I hope that more people, not just wrestling fans, tune in and watch this. And I think that that they're able to, that they'll be able to watch this because it's like it's not. I mean, yes, it has to do with wrestling, and and they, I like also that they portrayed wrestling in a, in a, a good light. Because there's sometimes it's like so, I don't know. Sometimes it's like hokey where I don't believe this the things that they do on mm-hmm. Glow. Yeah, like the Joey Ryan part, and it like that just like takes me back to like. Randy the Ram Robinson where it's like there's no way like you're telling me this guy was on top of the world and he's got like merchandise video games and stuff made about him and he's going to retire at an, in an indie show like there's no way that's that like re- that's realistic for me and yeah. it's like I, I think I, I think WWE should 100% like try to hop on board with this and promote it. They should. Well, they were just at the I, Staples Center in Los Angeles. They should have had people there from this. I think that it's gonna. Be, it's very difficult because WWE has their own production company. I don't. I don't think it matters. I really don't. I mean, I don't think 
It uh, that really has no factor in this. They make movies. This is a TV show. I guess so. But on the other hand, I mentioned before that I didn't get through like not by choice, but it was because I fell asleep. I passed out during the third episode. I woke up, and then I fell asleep again during the fourth episode. Did you go back and watch what you missed? No, I have no interest to. What? I have zero interest to. I it just dragged on for me, and it felt like they it was it wasn't fun for me to watch at times. Well, it looks like we're it, looking for a new co-host next week. <laughs> it was like I really think that it's overhyped. I think that a lot of people I are jumping on board because I it's pro wrestling. This was fantastic. I think it's a lot of people jump on board because it's pro wrestling related, and because Joey Ryan, the god of the indies, is in it. Well, and, I didn't. I mean, I just gave I mean, you reasons you. that I wasn't besides with you. that. I've but, seen yeah. there were people who are not wrestling fans that are tuning in to watch this, though that I that I know and and are completely enjoying it. I didn't really enjoy it. I thought that it would took forever to get to a point like. I like I watched the first episode, the second one, and I'm like, okay, when is this going to lead up to this? Oh, they just brawled in the ring, and this is going to lead up to something. Well, I, I feel like oh, maybe I feel like maybe you're coming. going into the show thinking it was a wrestling show. No, if it was a wrestling show, I would have been totally out of it because I would have been so saturated with with wrestling that I wouldn't have been entertained by it. I I just I thought that the director. Uh, it was really funny and good to watch, but that's, that's Mark Marin, by the way. Yeah, and then uh, Brie, I thought her acting was good, but it was just like I don't. It wasn't. It didn't really do much for me. Like I don't. I don't feel compelled to watch the rest Did of it. Did Erica like it? No, she felt the same. And I spoke to Chris, and Chris says that he really he he feels a similar way. Like, I just don't really – I think it's just really hyped up so much that everyone's just going to jump on board and say, yeah, no, I, I, I watch it. I really I, like it. I, I'm not jumping on a hype train. I think it was actually really good. Like, yeah, I, I – think I, I honestly think it was – it's really good. I don't think that this is anything compared to, like, Stranger Things and a few other Netflix shows. I mean, I think it's on par with Orange is the New Black as far as, like – I've never seen that, but that show, so I really can't uh, uh, compare them. I can't really say that to that. I think this. I like, mean, I don't know, man. This is. I feel like more people should like it. Like, I know. I uh, like. I know Chris. Chris enjoys it. Enjoyed it and everything. But like, I didn't want to just say that. Oh yeah, no, he doesn't like it, but he does enjoy it. But, like, he also agreed with me about it's just, like, very hyped and it's all right, but it's not as great as everyone's making it out to be. You just ruined this whole show. You know? That's <laughs> you, why I saved you it. Ruined, you ruined this episode of Mark and Oh, well, that's why I saved it to the end. That's awful. I Dude, mean, this I'm show, happy, no, I'm happy I can't believe it. In it. No, I can't believe this, man. Yeah, I don't – I'm sorry, but I don't – I'm not in a rush to to even go back to finish whatever I missed. And maybe I should have known. I should have known you'd hate maybe this, I'll finish this Maybe I'll finish the series. I should have known 100%. I mean – You hate I, everything. That's good. I like Stranger Things. Yeah, but like you hate, <laughs> you hate everything that's good. 
it, yeah. I, I, there's a bunch of other shows out there that I feel more compelled and driven to watch than this. Wow. Like I, like I actually tried to watch it and I just, I, I, I actually, I did fall asleep. I love the theme song. That was playing a lot when I, during my dream that was playing on repeat and that's a really good theme song, but I don't know. There's something about it that is just. Did you get to Joey Ryan's part? No. No. I'm just basing it off of uh, you guys talking on Facebook, seeing pictures of it, about the out of place of it. Um, yeah. And I thought that the John Morrison was like, yeah, during that. I don't know. What would you think? Oh, yeah, no. She, oh, you don't know her greatest. She comes from a wrestling, the great wrestling family of this and that. Really? What? Uh, I thought uh, that was great. What are you talking about? Uh, and then her brothers? You just hate Carlito. <laughs> uh, you don't I like Carlito. See, I didn't even see her brothers show up. You didn't see the brothers show up? That Maybe that's when I fell asleep. Dude, are you kidding me? Uh, her brothers are... are, are um, Carlito and and Tyrus, Brodus Clay. <sighs> yeah, dude, it's good. You're oh. wrong. You're so wrong. Yeah, that was the show, ladies and gentlemen. Part of no, no, no. Around you don't. You but... don't get to. You don't get to try and redeem anything. Oh, trust me, I'm not. I'm not trying to redeem anything. With no, this. no, no. That was our show, ladies and gentlemen. Markingout.com. Facebook.com slash Marking Out, YouTube.com slash Marking Out 11, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, Google Play, at Marking Out on Twitter, at BTTG161, at Dave the Rave underscore MON. ProRestlingTees.com slash Marking Out. Sale starts next week. Buy stuff. We wish you the. The. Best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a wonderful 4th of July. Don't drink and drive. <laughs>